of the Lord. Oh, he's worthy. Woo, ain't he worthy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bro, I was sitting there and listening to all of what God was doing through Faith Tabernacle. And if this is how y'all act when you put on the spot, then first we need to put y'all on the spot every time. Amen. Amen. Because you can't get no higher than the Lord in praise than that. Amen. Amen. If not, we're going to be out of here. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. God bless y'all, Faith Tabernacle. Amen. Oh, yes. Amen. Hold on. I show Help yourself. Amen. Amen. First of all, all praise and glory to our Heavenly Father. Oh, yes. And to this distinguished pastor for the blessed opportunity to share in his anniversary. Amen. To Pastor Sullivan. Amen. And to this rostrum of God talkers. God bless y'all. Amen. Pastor Butler. Amen. Minister Cordaro Booker. Amen. That's my friend. Amen. Amen. And to these great men of God, just wonderful spirits behind me. And you know, you just don't know how important that is when a man trying to preach. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And, and to my Mount Olive family, I was telling, uh, Pastor Sullivan back in the office, I said, you know, if uh, things hadn't changed the way they did, I was going to have to have two memberships. One at Mount Vernon and one at Mount Olive. Amen. I don't know how Pastor Gibbons is going to be on that deal, but it was looking like it was going that way. Amen. But I have enjoyed the time I've had with you all. Y'all are such sweet folks, and it's been such a blessing to me. I appreciate the opportunities. And we have certainly praised the Lord together. Yeah. And to my new family, to my new love in my life, amen. Yeah. amen. To the new Zion Missionary Baptist Church. Amen. amen. It is so good to see y'all here today. Amen. Our ushers on post and the families in the house. Amen. amen. Just some sweet folks amen. and kind folks. I've seen some big hearted folks, but new Zion takes his place at the top with a minute. Amen. All right. Amen. 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 And uh, before I go any further as well, um, it is just so good and does my heart so well to see my daughter Samantha here today. Amen. A lot of times in the afternoon she's got some other things going and she can't be with me, but being with me today really blesses my soul. Amen. Amen. And beside her is my lovely wife. Amen. The first lady of New Zion, Sister Cassandra Butler. Amen. I love you, sweetie. Amen. Amen. All right. So if I've gotten those things out of the way, amen. All right. So you say you want to sing a little song, huh? Let's see if I, see if I got a little song. Your, your pastor said if I can... Preach is half as good. I really appreciate that part. That if I, just in case I can't preach, I can't preach three quarters as well as I can sing, then praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You do it. No 
name of the Lord. Let us go to the book of Jeremiah. All right. Chapter 3. The book of Jeremiah. Chapter 3. Praise the name of the Lord. And we're going to a very familiar text. Hallelujah. Found in Jeremiah chapter 3. In verse 15. Amen. When you have it, please say amen. Amen. If you're still looking for it, say wait a minute. All right. Amen. That's it, that's yeah, I like that already. I got it already. Yeah, I got it already. Come on. Feel that already? Familiar text. Amen. 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 And whatever you want to stand for the reading of God's word. Yes, All standing, please. Amen. All that can stand. In. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 3, verse 15 reads, And I will give you shepherds according to my heart, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And I will give you shepherds according to my hearts, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Thank you for standing for the reading of God's word. And this afternoon, evening, I just want to speak with you for a few moments from the thought. A gift from the heart of God. Ah, All right. I like that already. A gift hey, from, the from the hearts Come on. of God. Amen. Amen. When we look at any passage of Scripture, in order to understand the content of a passage, you must get that passage in the context in which it is placed. Yes. All right. When we look at the context of verse 15, we find some sad sack affairs as it relates to the northern kingdom Israel and the southern kingdom Judah. All right. The chapter opens up with some grave words that should give us alarm. The Lord himself says to his children, he says, they say, if a man divorces his wife and she goes from him and becomes another man's, may he return to her again? Would not that land be greatly polluted? But you have played the harlot with many lovers. Now this is the Lord speaking to the northern kingdom Israel. Yeah, yeah. Because you do know that the 12 tribes of Israel fell into a split because of the evil of the hearts of their kings. Amen. Amen. Specifically, 
Solomon, Rehoboam. Yeah. Because he did not heed the wisdom of the Lord, the two kingdoms split. Then instead of having one united Israel, they had a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. Yeah, yeah. The northern kingdom retained the name Israel, the southern kingdom, Judah. But at one point in time, they were all the 12 tribes of Israel. But here in this text, there's a big concern because the Lord is speaking to them and telling them about their harlotry. How they have been lovers with many other than being faithful to God. God goes on to tell them about themselves because you do know the Lord sees everything, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, with sir. the Lord, even that which is done in the dark oh, hey, hey. shall what? Come to the light. That's right. So the Lord has all seeing eyes that look to and fro and he sees everything because he can be everywhere at all times. Right. Amen. So then he begins to tell Israel about themselves. As he tells them about how they were out in the wilderness like an Arabian waiting on the passerbys to have intercourse with them for money. He goes on to tell them about how he looked up under the juniper tree and there they was with some other man. He looked at them and said they were on a high hill. They were in the back and they were on the back side of the mountain. Everywhere they could do it with somebody else, they did. And the Lord said, I saw. Come on. I saw how you thought that you were hiding from me and getting away with something, but I saw. I saw everything that you did. Come on. And you know what? While you're sitting back, Judah, and laughing at the way that I'm talking to Israel, I saw you too. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now we come to the present day context.
blessing. Amen. So it's for the whole church to come to grips with the fact that you can't get away with it. So we might as well come to the Lord and ask the Lord for forgiveness because he's ready to take us back. In this context, I will show you why that is the case. He says down here in verse 11, he says, Then the Lord said to me, Backsliding Israel has shown herself more righteous than treacherous Judah. Now, that's something to give us pause right there. Now, he just said that Israel was all back in the trees and the bushes and down the road and in Arabia and up on the mountain and everywhere they could do it. And being lovers of many, but he said he's found them to be more righteous than you. You know why I believe that this is the case according to scripture? It's because God has a propensity to have even more anger against those who see you committing unrighteous acts and then encourage them. Yeah. See, in the midst of all of this, what God was saying about Judah is that they saw it and they didn't say nothing about it. At most, all they did was encourage it. Yeah, you go ahead, honey, and do your thing. It is going to be all right. He'll never find out. So God is saying, but they were more righteous than you were, Judah, because at least they did not be in coherence and come alongside you and encourage you in your sin. But even though both had sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, God's compassion, God's love, God's grace, and God's mercy shines out amongst his Old Testament scripture. If we look here closely, we find that he said, go and proclaim these words toward the north, talking about Israel. He says, return backsliding Israel, says the Lord. I will not cause my anger to fall on you. For I am a merciful, says the Lord, for I will not remain angry forever. Only acknowledge your iniquity. Only acknowledge that you ain't been right about me. That you have done wrong in my sight. That you have been inequitable toward me. That you have played the harlot with me. And have scattered your charms. Have taken those things which was valuable to you. And you have scattered them and gave them to others who were not your husband. Yeah, right. Even after that, to alien deities under every green tree, and you have not obeyed my voice, says the Lord. Yeah. He says, return, O backsliding children, yeah. says the Lord, for I am married to you. Go ahead. I will take you one from a city and two from a family, and I will bring you to Zion. I'm married to you. Yeah. I have a commitment. This is not a situation where after 75 days, I can say, let's get a divorce because of unreconcilable differences. Come on. That we just wasn't a match. Yeah. He wanted to go to California, and I wanted to go to New York, so we had to get a divorce. Well, he stayed up late at night, and I got up early in the morning, so we had to get a divorce. Well, he liked it to stay out all week long and then only be here on the weekend, and so we had to get a divorce. Not God. Yeah. 
Come on. God said in the midst of all this sexual immorality, in the midst of all of this adultery, I'm still holding my covenant with you. Yeah. That's the new saints of God. Because when we do wrong and play the harlot, we know that we've got a God that's faithful enough to say, if you just come to me and admit that you have done wrong, if you ask for forgiveness, I will forgive you. Yeah. And not only that, he says, I'm married to you. Yeah. Now that's something even bigger than forgiveness. Yeah. Because forgiveness could stop with, okay, I won't kill you now. <laughs> but in this case, he said, not only will I not kill you, but I will continue to take care of you. I will continue to provide for you. I will still be your shield and your buckler. I will still be your silver and your gold. I will still be the mountaintops and your joy. I will still be your peace in the midst of the storm. That's what he's saying when he said, I'm married to you. What mine is yours. Even though you've been wrong about me, if you come and admit it, I will bring you back into the fold and I will nurture you like I always have. And here we come, praise the name of the Lord, yeah. to a gift from the heart of God. Go ahead, God. He says then, he says, I'm married to you. I will take you from one city and two from a family and will bring you to Zion. Yeah. I will bring you to that holy city, yeah. that place that's set up for my throne that's for an everlasting name, that place where protection will be for you forevermore. And when I bring you here, yeah. I've got something for you. Go ahead, I've got something for you that's going to take care of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. Yeah. He said, and I will give you shepherds. Yeah. Another way of saying that, I will give you pastors. Yeah. And I'm not going to just give you any kind of pastor. Yeah. I'm not going to give you a hiring that's just here for the money. Yeah. And that then after the money gets funny, he gets to run yeah. Okay, no, no. I will give you pastors according to my heart. Yeah. Now see, church, when you get a pastor according to your heart, you got a wonderful thing. Yeah. Because that pastor won't run when things get tough. Yeah. That pastor won't run when the turmoil comes into the building. That pastor won't run when the finances get short. He will be with you as long as he is supposed to be committed to you by God. That's good news, saints of God. Because he says, according to my heart. We've just seen in the context of this passage what God's heart is like. God's heart is the kind of heart that even after you have mistreated God numerous times, have had many lovers, that he is still faithful and he's gone nowhere. You may have gone way to the west or way to the east, but He's still where he was. He's a solid foundation. His feeding and his shoes are sure that when you decide to come back, that he will be there with forgiveness for you. God says, I have given you pastors according to my heart. That's good news. Amen. That's good news, my son. That means new sign, that's good news, my daughter. When pastors have been given to you that sent from God. Yeah. Pastor, Pastor Sullivan said earlier that it's a whole lot better that the pastor's been sent than that the pastor went. Because the pastor who went may have went on his own, but he had 
has been sent. Jesus Christ himself said to us, as I have been sent, so I send you. And I know that Jesus was faithful. Amen. And he had power. And so when God sends a shepherd, he was going to endure that shepherd with power. And the text goes on to let us know that not only is he according to his heart, but God has given him knowledge to impart to you. How many of y'all know that if you don't know better, you can't do better? Amen. Amen. So he sends the pastor so that you know better. Amen. The pastors come to feed you with knowledge and understanding. But I got a caveat for knowledge. You got to know better to do better. But I don't know about you, but if you've looked around the country and looked in the media and heard many of the pundits, we know that some folks with knowledge alone are nothing but educated fools. We got folks that have got so many degrees and sitting up denying the existence of God. But that knowledge without understanding can end up with being just an educated fool. But this text says not only is he of your of God's heart, but also that He will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Yeah. Understanding is the whole concept of being able to adequately and accurately apply knowledge. Yeah. It's what we know as wisdom. Yeah. And wisdom can only come from the Lord. Yeah. So that's why it's so important that your pastor is sent. And he didn't just win. Because he needs to be anointed by the Holy Ghost so that wisdom can be dispersed in addition to knowledge. Amen? Amen. So as I come to a close, as we look at the end of this text, and we see that God, in his loving kindness, has sent a shepherd. And when he sends a shepherd, he's according to his heart. And according to his heart, he gives knowledge and understand. Yeah. But as I move on, I look across the horizon. Yeah. And it makes me fall in the land of first and second Peter. Yeah. And when I look in first and second Peter, I see another shepherd. Yeah. I see another shepherd who's wool. I mean, he's so shiny and he's so beautiful and he shines and his robe is white as snow. Yeah. But I see a shepherd who has a behind God's heart. But I looked over the hills and I saw his hands. And when I saw this shepherd's hands, I saw holes in his hands. And when I looked at his feet, I saw holes in his feet. And then the story started to come together that the good shepherd that's coming one of these days that in the garden of Gethsemane, he prayed for you and for me. That good shepherd, whom he allowed the Roman guards to come and get him. That good shepherd who was marched from judgment hall to judgment hall. That good shepherd that was beat all night long. He went from Annas to Caiaphas. That good shepherd. 